Welcome to SEC Unfiltered, home of the best SEC content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews as well. Guys, so many fans and listeners of SEC Unfiltered have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Well, so again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from SEC Unfiltered sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Co-founder of Pencil Talk Podcast. He's done some play-by-play on ESPN Plus and is electric in doing so. He's also a college baseball analyst, personality, what have you, for our good friends over at 11.7, the college baseball podcast. You've heard from Ben, ben Upton. You've heard from Dimitri. Now it's Jack. 
Jack, I didn't even ask you this off air. DeLong Champs, is that how you say it? I, I hope that's how you pronounce it because that's what I thought it was for the longest. My friend, appreciate you taking the time. The pencil talk man himself. What's going on, man? Dude, I cannot thank you enough for having me on. Um, all right, so do you want to hear the secret? It's and I'm I'm totally exposing myself. Are you ready? I I, I want to hear it. Yes. How do you not? I mean, I'm not going to correct anybody that calls me the, the long champs, right? Like it's a it's the ultimate fantasy football name. I, I it's it's a lot cooler. It's actually pronounced DeLong Shaw, but I who am I going to DeLong champions? It's like been the greatest fantasy football name ever. So I, you know, I, I I figured it probably was not pronounced the way I was saying it, but you know what? I just ran with it, and that's it. Um, Jack, what do you say to people? There's a, there's a recent study out there that says any content created with a pencil involved is far more electric than not seems to be true based off your content you've been making. Uh, your words are far too kind, but I tell you that a friend with a pencil is a friend indeed. Uh, yeah. Throw the pens by the wayside, ladies and gentlemen, uh, grab a pencil. It's all hands on deck, baby. How was, uh, how was being in the booth, by the way, opening weekend, we're going to talk sec baseball, obviously a lot, but you were in the booth over the weekend. Uh, I've swung by Springsbrooks Plaza a time or two. It's a fantastic venue, beautiful Coastal Carolina folks. Love their baseball as much as anybody. You get a firsthand look at Duke, who I think is going to be a major, major player uh, in the ACC, maybe in the College World Series. But uh, how was that, man? You were doing some play-by-play, -play, and like I said, it was an absolute electric factory, which I think baseball is so cool in that way. I don't know that we really get that in football. Most of the – even the games that are on – well, most of them are on SEC Network, but – you know, it's very buttoned up professional broadcasters or what happened. But like we get to in baseball, I feel like, you know, Ben's called games before. I, I've called games at the D2 level, but you get some of that personality out there. And certainly you brought it. How was your weekend in Myrtle Beach, man? I appreciate that. It was um, to your point, man. When you're calling football and basketball, the game drives the ship, right? Baseball, man, you get some dull times. Like sometimes you don't know what you've got on store. So you get to to showcase a little bit of personality, not because you're trying to instill your ego into it, but because like as a viewer, that's what you're kind of curious. And you're like, all right, what am I getting myself into? Who am I going on this trip with? And is it going to be a 210 pitcher's door or am I on board for a four-hour slugfest? And that's what we had at Springsbrooks. And, um, you know, I was super lucky to be up there along with those guys. I, I sat alongside Sam Wiederhaft, who's the voice of the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, the uh, Cubs single A team. He is so unbelievably talented. So getting to learn a little bit from him. Now, for college sports fans, no, it's crossover season. So in the sixth inning, Sam deuces. He goes and does Coastal Carolina ba basketball. So I get to slide in for the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Now, luckily enough, I was on board for a program record, 11 home runs in Duke's game against George Mason on Saturday. Uh, they, they, You speak football, and I know you, you cover it as well. They look like an SEC offensive line there in field. It is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. 6'5", 255 all over the diamond. So they hit Mamos. And, um, and then Sunday, I got the nightcap, Coastal and Duke. Uh, and to your point, Coastal, Coastal's fans showed up loud. Like, it was a really cool uh, environment. Um, Indiana is my far-gone conclusion to go win the Big Ten, so they get to see them that weekend. Uh, but Duke, and I know we're, we're talking SEC ball, so, and so I, will not, I won't rave too much on Duke. But, man, Chris Pollard, what those guys are, are, are building in Durham is something really special. Like, they, they've got a really fun Ivy League pipeline. They've got a couple of studs in that are getting their masters and, and playing ball and finishing up, but they're going to have a lot of professional baseball players on that team at the end of the year. You know, I, I'm a lover of SEC baseball, Jack, but also a lover of college baseball. And so to your point, 
you know, I saw after opening week. And I, I had to hold back, right, because some of my SEC bias was about to show. I want to I flex a little bit, honestly. I'm proud of myself because, you know, after opening weekend, saw a lot of record-setting attendance numbers that were posted, and it took everything in my power to not comment on the Wake Forest post and say, that's cute, this is a Tuesday in the SEC. Took everything in my power not to do it. I was like, you know what, I want to grow the game, hashtag grow the game. Love college baseball. We're not going to grow the game by shitting on other schools. So I, I just want to take a moment to. Hey, man. hey hand up, hand up. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you, baby. Um, Let's start off with a zinger, Jack. Over under three and a half SEC teams make it to Omaha. I know you guys dropped your Omaha eight. You don't want to go chalk and you don't have to, but I mean, over under yeah. three and a half. Dude, well, so we joked about it. I'll go one further. I think that they're, I, I think, give me, give me nine host sites. Like, tr- like you could make an argument nine host sites. Now, they, it won't happen, but I think you could. I see nine teams that are good enough to be a top 16 national seed come the end of the year. Um, I, uh, Omaha, I dude, I'll take, I'll take, give me, yeah, give me a clean four. I think they represent half the field. That seems right. Yeah. Vegas set a good line there. Good, good looks. Um, yeah, I think. If you had, and and I'll even go one further, I'll give you all four. I think it's Tennessee, I think it's Carolina, LSU goes back, and the team that I'm really high on that I think because they might get sent out to a West Regional, and I'm obsessed with this kid's swing, and I think he just has this like calming presence. Is Braden Montgomery out at A and M? Like he's gotten off to a quick start. Give me A and M as the four team, which I know is going to piss off a lot of Florida fans, but I'm getting weird. I also do not have Florida in my Omaha eight, and they let me hear it. But, you know, it's funny. I was listening to you guys, and, you know, it was Ben talking about people are going so chalky. They've got this. And I, and I, he wasn't taking a shot at me, maybe, but I, I was like, my Omaha eight was a little bit chalky. It was definitely chalky. It is what it is. It, I, I mean, I win East Carolina. That's even chalky at this point, though. Like, I, I feel well, like picking ECU yeah. is, is sort of chalky at this point. And they got wrecked last night, by the way, at the time of us uh, speaking on this. But the beauty of the midweek. Yeah. Beauty of the midweek. Well, yeah, well, I mean, Wake Forest gets beat last night. Like mid-major baseball in midweek baseball. I, I talked to Xander Seekers. He's a left-handed pitcher for Tennessee. And we talked about how midweeks, midweeks, midweeks for the most important game of the week because it shows your true colors. I don't know, man. I, I played in some really <laughs> cold Tuesday, like ball games where I'm like, I want to be anywhere but here. Um, but to your point, I I don't think it was necessarily shot at you as more so like as an I as a whole, right? And it was more so, I think you, we were kind of shit talking each other was, you know, I, I covered Northeastern last year in the CAA championship. And then I think because like the college baseball community is so small that like once a certain buzz is kind of created, like everyone wants to be like the first to, to be like, Oh, that's my team. But to your point, like, you're not saying that ECU going to Omaha is chalk it. I mean, they've struggled to get there. They struggled to get past the super regional round. It would be a big deal for them to get to Omaha. What we're not a huge fan of on the 11-7 cast is the idea that they're not a sleeper anymore, right? Like, Coastal's not a sleeper. We got people calling Alabama a sleeper. It's like, guys, they're in the SEC. That's not a sleeper. Like, we, I, it's not, there's no shots being taken. It's just Ben, I think Ben just wanted to ruffle feathers. Like, I just think, <laughs> like, let's go show some love. I also said when I was doing my Omaha, and I was like, this is so unbelievably, I think I had Texas in there, so maybe I've got five SEC teams in. Um, or what is it? Four and a half. How's that work? Yeah, I we'll go four and a half this year. Yeah, is the SEC claim? Hey, we'll we go 4.7 4. just for good measure. Ah, for the boys, for the boys, <laughs> the, the points will add in. 
I, I will I will tell you too, I threw down a couple futures, and those are chalky too, but I've got Texas in there and their odds to pay out it's like twenty-five bucks to win like seven hundred. I'm really hoping the Longhorns get it done. I'm just gonna say that right now. I've got so, some of the other usual suspects, but I'm really hoping Texas wins it. Pay that's out a fat ticket. Yeah, yeah. It's a fat ticket. Yeah. They're 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 like they're like plus eighteen hundred. So I mean yeah. Yeah. Well, and there too, right? If they can get Wit to look like the dude from two years ago, and, and I don't know how college baseball we, we want to get, but they've got dogs on the road, like on the weekend rotation, and then it just feels like every year they show up and hit bombs. So it's like they got a really talented shortstop. I, I their value to win it was obviously fat. Have you seen some of those lines where you can take guys to just even get to Omaha? That's been what Ben is. I've not to. seen those. I have oh, not. Man. Those are fun. <laughs> hypothetically speaking yeah. <laughs> hypothetically hypothetically yeah jack yeah. you mentioned you, you sat down with uh tony vitello besides being the most gorgeous head coach in college baseball uh what were your main takeaways from that i mean i'm I'm like you i'm very high on the balls i went as far as to say i think it was last week that if i was starting a college baseball program from scratch Tony Vitello, with all due respect to the guys, I mean, making the making the rankings of the SEC head coaches was very, very difficult. I attempted to do it, and Tony V wasn't number one because he hasn't won a national title, and there's other guys that have, and there's other guys that have been around longer. But the way he gets the game, the way he relates with players, I high-key love the fact that he's a dude that if he's in your dugout, you love him. If he's not, you despise him, right? I think yeah. that plays in well to what he does. But what were your takeaways from chatting with him? Well, not to get too like poetic or, or wordy, but I for me, you cannot fake genuine. You cannot fake authentic. And that's all he was with me from when I met him back in Omaha back in June to to allow me to come up and help tell their story. Um, he, he was so unbelievably genuine and giving with me. Like he he was so forthcoming. We didn't talk really any baseball. We talked about vacationing and the first concert I ever went to. Um, and, and to me, like I got to see like why his guys want to go to war for him. And, and to me, it was this true reveal of, hey, we, we, we talked about the Drew Gilbert walk-off Grand Slam. People had a problem with it. He go, This is verbatim. He's like, you can put this on the record. He's like, you have to go through hell in Knoxville for us to be able to have the opportunity to even stand in the box in that moment. He goes, it's a volcano eruption of emotion. He goes, I'm rather... I'm going and recruiting that guy that I have to be able to pull back the reins a little bit instead of the guy that's maybe a little stagnant and having to push him to find his cap and maximize his potential as a ball player. Because if so, he shortened his talent for his, you know, his friends and family that pushed him to get to that point. So, you know, man, for me, it, it like it, a 40 minute conversation with Tony V, I was like, you got me ready to run through a wall coach. Like I, I came in here just like impressed with your dashingly good looks, as you mentioned to start, but, but now you got me ready to run through a wall. So I, I was just nothing, just so unbelievably impressed and had nothing but good things to say about him because to me, he was as genuine as you'll find in the game. And of course. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To Ben and Dimitri, you haven't stopped blaring Rocky Top since that trip. So big Tennessee homer now, right? <laughs> easy, easy to be one. Easy to be one. Someone told me they're like, "Did you, you got to stop saying you're so easily bribed?" And I was like, "Here's the deal, man. When you're when you're when you're when you're living out of your car with a pencil and and a pair of flip flops, like when a team sticks their neck out for you, I, I go, I'm gonna be a homer. I, it doesn't matter. Watch this. If you if UC Irvine calls me next week and they at least they bring me out and pay for my flight." They're going to win the national championship next week. This is very simple. Flops on the ground. Flops on the ground, indeed. Pencil oh, and, and flops on the ground, that's all you need. Um, speaking of the other one, because, again, man, this conversation just dropped two days ago. Those tuning in, be sure. At the time, we're talking two days ago. Uh, February 19th, be sure to check it out. Pencil Talk Pod, uh, Jack's social media as well, with Mark Kingston of Gamecocks Baseball. You know, I, I do think looking at South Carolina, uh, Jack, this is a team and a program – Maybe a little bit underrated. I was kind of surprised to see them at 25. The hitting is one of the best. The lineup's one of the best in the SEC. I know there's questions with the pitching staff, and it's just Miami of Ohio. But if Roman Kimball throws the way he did, the stuff is – I like, I will not be surprised if in two or three weeks we're talking about him being the Friday guy. I, I just – it will not shun me. And I think that's probably what the plan was because of coming off injury. You never know. You want to ease a guy back in there. But – uh, takeaways from what you, you know, you gathered from Mark Kingston, obviously, again, you mentioned off air, uh, an electric factory, really fun combo, but what'd you take away? And then again, I know you're high on South Carolina cause you mentioned them obviously as one of your Omaha picks. Yeah. I think, I think when you talk about offensively, I think they're the deepest one through nine, maybe in the country. Uh, the name that kept jumping out to me, everyone kept telling me offensively, and I'll talk about the pitching staff in a second. Will Tippett, the shortstop is going to be a dog. Everyone kept telling me they got him hiding down in the bottom of the order. He's going to be really good. And that everyone that I was around, Billy Anderson, who's like the godfather of strength and conditioning in college baseball, kid got after it in the weight room. He's completely transformed his body. He battled some injuries a year ago. He's going to be really good. So offensively, I'm really excited about, you know, obviously all Americans, Messina and Petri, and they're going to anchor it, uh, but they're going to be a lot of fun. But um, talking with King, like there was this really exciting buzz. And also he's built like a mannequin. He's gigantic and yoked and frankly, looks like he can hit himself fourth and no one would bat an eye. Uh, so he was, he was a great conversation. You'll have to go take a look. He's, he's just an awesome dude as well. Um, but the pitching staff, it, you could feel. Everyone around the program heard the noise. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're going to be really good offensively, but we just we don't know on the weekends. And I, 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 I took a walk around Founders Park with Roman Kimball. And uh, I believe it, I don't know if it was Dimitri or if it was my guy, Dave Weinstein, who, who does all the play by play stuff for the uh, SEC network games for the Gamecocks. But the, the cop between Kimball and Roy Oswald is it's bar none so spot on. 
And and I'll tell you why it's so spot on because the mechanics are surely eerily similar. But I'm telling you right now, the kid's a dog. People forget that he was on that Omaha Notre Dame team. Like the kid's got winning pedigree. He pitched at P twenty seven Academy, which has become just a pipeline to absolute superstars in Columbia, right there. Um, and, and you could feel it, man. Like he he he's a big social media guy, and he's used it as an outlet for him to kind of express who he is. And he let the people know, 6.09 since the last time he towed a rubber. And when you see him pitch with that kind of fire, like maybe a Jackson Mahoney from a year ago, he is a kid, to your point, that like he can carry a staff. And he's got Friday night nasty stuff, but more so he's got it upstairs to go, like, give me the ball. I want the ball on, on like Friday night with the lights on. Um and then also what they've done around him, like Ty Good was a kid that led the CAA in strikeouts the last two years, and he was a part of that no hitter um, on Sunday. So they've got a, real, a bunch of really fun pieces, and and um, you know Kingston rightfully so should be really excited about the team that he has in twenty four. You you mentioned Jack Jack Mahoney, Will Sanders, Noah Hall. They were placing a lot, but did bring back a lot, a lot of new faces. But again, like you mentioned, Kimball, I think what he's going to provide that pitching staff was electric in his first start. We'll see if that'll continue. Um, we had a fun conversation, Jack, last night about midweek games. I think I think it's funny, right? Because we see Wake Forest go down, Campbell beats ECU, Mississippi State loses to Austin PA, which I want to talk about that one more in a second. But there was a debate on social media: Do midweek games matter? And, and you talked about that. There, there's like some contrasting philosophies here. I definitely believe to what you said that. This is the time you find out who you really are past your starting nine, past your weekend rotation. You find out about depth. You try some different guys out. You try out different lineups. And you just really hope on Tuesdays and Wednesdays that you still have enough to win ball games. But how much do midweek games really matter in your mind? That's a good question. Well, I'll tell you this, speaking for a guy that didn't get to play a lot and then was also the mid-major going to play South Carolina or Clemson or Georgia. Well, it's the mid-majors like World Series, right? Because like if you can go knock off like the top 25 team, you feel really good about your chances this season. And then for a lot of like power five teams, you're throwing like a freshman or maybe a Juco guy that hasn't pitched at that level quite yet. So it's you're getting your feet wet. So I don't know if it's like the most pure indictment. Now, what I will say is, to play devil's advocate, I think it is a true indictment because they do matter, in my opinion, because when you get to tournament style play in Hoover or in a regional, like you got to fi- I got to find depth. Who's going to be able to step up in those moments? Um, and I'll use this as a, as, as a segue to, to your Austin P conversation. They're going to be super fucking good this year. Like, dude. Everyone like will scoff like, oh man, how the hell is Mississippi State? Dude, you know, we'll get beat by Austin P team. Like, I don't even know where that is. Austin P's got six kids that transferred in from Oklahoma State. They got the A-Sun player of the year in Lyle Miller-Green who started on the mound and hits absolute nukes. Uh, the Mountain Dew man, as Dimitri has coined him as the head ball coach. So is it always like an indictment of, hey, is the midweek team going to go get a big win against, hypothetically speaking, my junior year, we beat South Carolina. We won 18 games that year. So it wasn't the best indictment for Where, us. Where were you at, Jack, again? Remind the audience. I, I I play I I watched from the bench a lot at Charleston Southern, but we had okay. a lot of fun. Okay. We had a lot of fun. beauty. Yeah. Okay. I finished up at George Mason as well. So go. So were you Pat. were you with Stuart Lake or no? Oh, that's my guy. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Stuart, the friend of the show. Yes. Coach Coach Lake is incredible. Yeah. I, I, I do recall CSU beating South Carolina. So that's probably yeah. that's that game. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. So so 
Yes, I they absolutely matter. But also, like, I don't like it when people shrug off like the oh, you know, hey, Austin P. Austin P is going to be a team that nobody wants to see. Austin P and I said this on the eleven point seven podcast. They'll be the Oral Roberts this year. I don't know if they get to Omaha, but they like you will not want to play them in a regional because I think they win the A Sun pretty uh, handily. And, and Jack, that's to that point, not just the midweek games, but like early in the season. I think that's the interesting thing is we're so excited that college baseball is back. And yeah. it was folks in content like we want to react, but you also don't want to overreact because and it's it's I don't want to say it's a lose lose for these SEC programs because winning is great. Winning is fun. There's a lot that can be gained. I mean, this first couple of weeks, you're figuring out. A lot of teams don't even know who their Saturday guy is, Saturday, Sunday guy. You're figuring out your Sunday guy. You're figuring out your best one through nine, right? You're getting guys rolling before conference play. But it is kind of a funny dynamic of if you win, you were supposed to win. And if you lose, everybody's going to point and be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, to, to your point, too, and like the Lakester, I'm sure Coach Lake would, would come on and, and maybe agree with me is um, – non-baseball people don't get it like they don't fucking get it right you you Dayton beats Vanderbilt last night now I'm probably I'm probably losing a lot of your, a lot of your viewers because like I'm I nerd out over the mid-major guys because I know these storylines and, and not a lot of people do but Vanderbilt shouldn't hit the panic button right a, a casual will look and go oh Dayton beats Vanderbilt oh Corbin's got a terrible group this year well they might be working on something because there is maybe five to six teams in the country going into opening day where they know what they have. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. I'm trying to figure out who can throw on the weekend. Maybe I'm throwing a project on a Tuesday that like, I think could be a, a weekend guy, but ends up blowing up and, and it doesn't work out. Like you, you're constantly tinkering and maneuvering through what you need to look like by the time you get to conference play. So, so you're right. Like I, you know, you, you never know, but there is a lot of overreaction, um, you know, to those early, you, you never want to hit the panic button too early. Yeah, and you mentioned, too, I I definitely – you shouldn't hit the panic button. I mean, heck, we saw on opening day uh, Hagen Smith for Arkansas got roughed up a little bit. Thatcher Hurd got roughed up, right? A couple of SEC aces. You know, like you mentioned, especially Fayetteville, it's cold. It's it's just early season. Um, Thoughts on the top of the SEC, Jack? Who's the team you like? I mean, I I feel like with Arkansas, we have this same conversation every year. That like – and I hear – you know, and love the D1 baseball guys. We always have KP and Rooney and, and Aaron Fit on and Kendall Rogers, that entire group. But I've heard them say, I think, five years in a row. Every year I've had them on, it's going to happen one of these days. And I'm starting to think, I don't know. Like, I don't know if the baseball gods – that was one of my hot takes from opening weekend, by the way, and since Florida won 10 nothing last night. But I was like, hey, a loss and two rainouts, baseball gods early yeah. doing how they feel about you. I'm just – I'm just saying, like, baseball gods are real if you haven't been oh. in the game. Um, but top of the SEC, is it as simple as Florida? Is it Arkansas? Does LSU go back-to-back? Does A&M Tennessee slide up? I'm honestly, Jack, I'm not high on Vandy. I, I wasn't high. I mean, and here's the thing. People have to understand, too. When you say, like, when you pick a team to finish fourth in the East or West, they're one of probably the best 15 teams in the country. Yeah. So let's just, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, somebody has to finish last. Vandy, I had more questions about the hitting. Can they hit enough? I was really surprised to see them give up a seven spot. But see, that's the type of silliness in the midweek of a seven spot in the eighth inning. Florida does that shit like twice a season. Uh, (laughs) The top of the SEC, who do you like? You mentioned a couple of your Omaha teams, but um, two, three, four, are are you looking at somebody else to kind of jump up there in that upper tier? 
Yeah. All right. So, uh, cop, like, do you want just the winner in Hoover, or do you I mean, want I, you... I guess it's like who who are you who are you feeling like comes out on top in the SEC? I mean, it's, it I, makes yeah. the deepest run. I mean, because to your point, who wins the West? Who wins in Hoover? Who wins in yeah. the regionals? Oh. Who gets those? Are all different answers? Because oh. the beautiful part is, I think you can get four different answers, right? right? So, like right. in the East, I think I'm just so back and forth. Play rock paper scissors between Tennessee and South Carolina. Winner rock paper scissors, they can have the East. And t- hey, Tennessee was my East pick. Tennessee was my East. Was pick. It, were they? Yeah. Florida just feels like you mentioned going chalk. It feels yeah. too simple. It, it just it does. Is. It feels too simple. It does. Well, all right. So, it, like, it's like doing the like, Golden Spikes deal. I, the best player in the country and maybe the, one of the greatest college baseball players of all time plays for Florida. Jack Hags is is so stupid and so humble and so generous that, like, you're like, oh, cool. Like, he's going to do that again. Like, without question, he's going to do that again. So, but, yeah, I didn't want to go chalk. So, I, I didn't. So, I, I rock, paper, scissors between the uh, two and three preseason picks. The West – I'm gonna go LSU. I do. I think Tommy White. I think Tommy White hits 30 and 100 this year. Like he's so, he's so got golden spikes tattooed on his forehead. It's insane. Um, I, I think he's ready to take on a, a little bit of a bigger, I guess, leadership role with Cruz gone. Um, so I'll take LSU in the West to win it in Hoover. You just need someone with pitching. So Hoover's maybe- tough, man. Hoover's tough. You know, South Carolina historically they're terrible in Hoover. Even even the years they won the national title, ten and eleven, they went two and Q basically. And I remember Forrest Kumis is a good buddy of mine, was a pitcher on those teams, and he would tell me he's like, yeah, Coach Tanner just did not put. Uh, he's like, we want to get to the postseason, let's rest our guys. Like, you know, you want to win, but I mean, the team just like ah, you know, I mean, it it doesn't benefit the top team. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, what we're sure. a, we're a, we're a national seed. Like, who cares? Like, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, like, well, you know it's gonna tournament you know, great again. Yeah, you know it's gonna rain four days in a row. So it's just like, all right, yeah, who's gonna have the pitching to get through this weird week? Uh, give me, give me, uh, give me Arkansas and Hoover, and then, uh, and then whoever comes out on top. Have you heard Ben's theory on Arkansas this year? I have not. I don't think you I have. I've I've heard oh. the mid major theory he has that it's like every eight years yes. since like '99 of mid majors. Winning it all, so I mean, it fires me up. It's like the Olympics, but we go eight years instead of four. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, his, 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 this is this fires me up. Ben's, Ben's geographical longitude. Oh, map. yes, yes, yes. Okay. He did. Explain that's why he's got Arkansas winning it. And I was like, that's the only reason I'll believe, not because it's fi- time, finally, time, not because Hagen Smith's a top five pick, but because of geographically where they lie. I'm all in. Argue with science. I mean, truly, argue with science. So, Who's your baseball guy? Does the pencil point at anyone specific this year to win it all? Does, does, I'm, I'm sure the pencil goes the mid-major route. By the way, I loved your pick of Troy. Cool. Good buddies with Skyler Mead back from when he was pitching coach at Carolina. I still talk to him every now and then. Skyler Mead, one of the best people in college baseball. So, hey man, we got we got Skyler on next week. They're awesome. So yeah, so timeline's going to be full of Troy Trojan talk. Like you mentioned, he said I can be bribed. Oh, <laughs> the picks can be sweat. The pencil points wherever it's appreciated. It was it was swinging Rocky Top a week ago. <laughs> now it's screaming sandstorm, and I don't know what the Troy. I don't know if it's this is Sparta that they run out to, but I'm all in on Troy now. So it's like it's not that hard, guys. How, how does it feel knowing that 11.7 is like directly dictating the college baseball world? Like you got you got a Skyler Mead that you know. I think you you know 11.7. You guys posted the. 
this is bad baseball. And then like a day later, I think Troy's posting very good baseball. Then you got the golden spike stuff of, hey, these guys aren't included. They should be. And then they go out on record and they add the odds. I mean, making waves, making waves. I, I called Ben. I said, dude, this is, I got to be honest with you. I'm still, I'm a baby. I'm, I'm in my infancy. I'm learning space. I'm meeting awesome people. Uh, I go, I didn't know that I was hanging out with big, big dick swinging Ben Upton around. <laughs> Everything you say goes around here, huh, buddy? He goes, don't let the people know. He's he's the freaking ticker. Jack, what's the what's the one SEC venue you haven't been to that you want to get to, whether it be this season or just in the future? Like, wh- where does the pencil need to go next? All right. So, you, have you heard my dream yet? I got to I got to explain not. the dream. Yeah, and then then it'll answer that question. So, the dream is college game day for college baseball. So that's initially why I went up to Conway. I thought it was the, the best forward games that were taking place in the country. Give me Indiana and Duke and, and Coastal and George Mason, all four teams that were in a regional last year. So go set it up, put on the Lee Corso head, mascot head, and then every weekend go find the best matchup in the country and just go tell stories. So that's the dream. So with that being said, I've played at uh, about probably, I would say I played at probably half of them, but the one that I haven't been to that I think would be the most electric college game they set would be Ole Miss. There, I give me a beer shower. I, I feel like you have to see it. I think I've got a little bit of a man crush on Bianco, so like I, I'm all in on what they're doing. The preseason, the, or excuse me, the pregame talks fire me up. So uh, I think that's that's got to be spot number one, maybe. And you may see us there. I'm trying to get to a number of SEC venues this year. Was that uh, was at Foley Field this past week? And I haven't been to that many, so I'm I'm really I think I'm probably going to wait till SEC play to start venturing to some of these bigger ones because I mean there's just a different vibe in the air when it's SEC play. But we may run into the pencil talk pod somewhere. If we do, we'll have to collab on something for sure. Come on, let me know, man. I'm just trying to tell some stories. I'm all in, baby. Jack, always a pleasure, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Y'all be sure to go check him out by the way at Pencil Talk Pod. It's Jack. DeLong show. I just want to call you DeLong champs, honestly. Champs. I, I don't care. The, cha- the champ, on. the champ, arguably, <laughs> arguably per sources, the best flow in college baseball media. I got to tell you, I he, give Jackie Moon, the hat. I love that. Jackie Moon and Ronald McDonald are in trouble. Look how brutal this thing is. <laughs> My girlfriend's been yelling at me for weeks. Oh, I love that. That. I'm, I'm clipping that. The flow mustache combo undefeated, undefeated. <laughs> Thank Jack, you, appreciate sir. you, man. Keep up the great work. We'll be following you, obviously, and uh, appreciate you taking the time. Hey, man, can't can't thank you guys enough for having me on, man. It's a uh, you know opportunity to just meet new people, tell some stories. Uh, can't thank you enough. Dude.